Welcome to Grace and Glory Audio, featuring Pastor P.G. Matthew. Today, Pastor Matthew continues in the Bible series in the Book of Romans with this message entitled, Saved to Serve, preached October the 7th, 2012. If you have your Bible with you, please turn to Romans chapter 16, verse 1. God has saved us to worship Him and serve Him and serve God's people. Romans chapter 16 teaches that we are saved by Jesus Christ to worship and serve him. So St. Paul speaks of many peoples, many peoples work for God in this chapter. He names about 33 people. 24 saints in the church of Rome and nine elsewhere. Let me tell you, St. Paul was a pastor par excellence. He was not a loner. He loved people. All sorts of people. Men and women, Jew and Gentile, master and slave, rich and poor, Sinners and saints. His example was Jesus Christ, the Good Shepherd, who said, The Good Shepherd calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Jesus knows each one of us by our name. He died for each elect sinner. Paul commends many people in this last chapter of Romans. He knew them and he knew what they did in their service to their Lord and Savior. They were heroes of faith. We read God's commendation of heroes of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. He speaks to the seven churches in Asia. I know your deeds. God knows our good works for him. And he commends us today. Saying you are good and faithful servant. He says what you have done for the least of these brothers of mine. You have done for me. True believers serve God by doing good works by the grace of God. So Paul says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God has prepared in advance for us to do. Or we read in Titus 2.14, Jesus Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, zealous, eager to do what is good. 
St. Paul himself speaks about himself in 1 Corinthians 15 verse 10. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. No, I worked harder than all of them, yet nor I, but the grace of God that was with me. And he concludes Romans chapter 15 this way. Therefore, my dear brothers, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Our service to God, I want you to know, is not legalistic obedience, but it is love motivated. So you read today in First Thessalonians chapter 1 verse 3, we continually remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And St. Paul said in Galatians 5, 6, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Jesus Christ said in John 14, 15, If you love me, you will obey my commandments. So Romans 16 is speaking also about our church, where saints serve God daily, sacrificially. And so I say you shall be blessed by your master in due time. Today our text is the first two verses of chapter 16 of Romans which speaks of the service of a single wealthy Christian woman who lived all her life in the service of God. First then, let me speak to you about the apostolic commendation of Phoebe. This sister Phoebe come to know Jesus Christ through Paul's ministry. St. Paul preached to her the gospel and she trusted in the gospel and she was saved. She was a Gentile, an idol worshiper. Her name was the name of a pagan god. Phoebe means the shining one. But when she became a Christian, she did not change her name, but she began to shine as light for Jesus Christ. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Let your light shine before men that they may see your good deeds and praise your father in heaven. And St. Paul said the same thing. 
in Ephesians 5:8 you were darkness now you are light in the lord live as children of light phoebe was a member of the church in sancreia located about 8 miles east of the city of corinth it was a port city and people took ship from there to go east to Ephesus and elsewhere Saint Paul himself was in Sancreia on his way to Ephesus we read about it in Acts 18 verse 18 I'm sure that he and his companions stayed in her large house next to the port there was another port called Lechium next to the city of Corinth from which people took ship to go west to Rome and other places it appears that phoebe carried paul's letter to romans in her luggage when she sailed to rome to attend to some business in the capital together with her retinue of servants she would deliver this letter this treasure to the saints in rome this treasure of god's word it was this letter that produced the reformation and produced also a revival in this church for a number of years now in this letter paul recommends phoebe to the saints in rome as our sister the church of rome never knew about her but god knew about her and paul knew about her friends we have many brothers and sisters that we do not know millions and millions of them living throughout the world they are members of one holy catholic and apostolic church they belong to the one family of god to the one body of christ we also have millions and millions of brothers and sisters in heaven in paradise whose spirits are made perfect upon their death and they enjoy now the presence of god like our parents and brothers and sisters the church of christ is in heaven and on earth we are united to all god's people we have the one heavenly father we have one lord and savior our older brother jesus christ god's only son so paul recommends we be the letter carrier to the church of rome as our sister the principle is this the friend of your friend is my friend in truth the spiritual sister of paul is also sister of all the saints on earth and in heaven she is not his blood sister but the blood bought sister 
even the blood of Jesus Christ. Therefore, the relationship is not just temporal, but eternal. So I say we have many brothers and sisters in the world, but we do not know them. May God help us to know, love, and serve our brothers and sisters beginning in this local congregation. In the early church, when saints traveled, it was dangerous to stay in inns or taverns. So they carried a letter of recommendation to the church of the destination. This was to guard against fraud. There were a lot of people who come and say, I'm a Christian. We see such a letter written to Professor Apollos by the believers in Ephesus, like Aquila and Priscilla, as Apollos was leaving to Corinth, as we read in Acts 18 and verse 27. Second, who is this sister Phoebe? She is a servant diaconon in the church of Sencreia. This is the first time the word ecclesia, church, appears in Romans. And it appears five times in this chapter. She was a deacon, a servant. This does not mean that she was a deaconess, a church officer. Any servant can be called a deacon. A waiter is a deacon. Jesus was a deacon. So we read in chapter 15 of Romans, verse 8, Paul was a deacon. Chapter 15, verse 25 and 31. And every believer is a deacon too. So Paul says in Romans 12, verse 7, If it is serving, let him serve. Romans 12.8 If it is contributing to the need of others, let him give generously. Peter says in 1 Peter 4.10 Each one should use whatever gift he has received to serve others, faithfully administering God's grace in various forms. And Jesus says in Matthew 25 I tell you the truth, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did it for me. And John chapter 13, Jesus says, if I, your Lord and Master, washed your feet, you must also do so. We all are deacons in the general sense. We do not read in scripture the term diakonos given to women as an official title, as an officer of the church. Philippians 1 and 1 Timothy 3 speak of bishops and deacons. We do not read about women apostles, women pastors, women evangelists, or women deacons. When the church in Acts 6 discriminated against poor 
Hellenistic Jewish widows, they chose seven men full of faith, wisdom, and Holy Spirit to attend to the ministry to them. Yet it is the truth. Without the ministry of women, church cannot exist. Women ministered to Jesus Christ. And we read this in Luke chapter 8. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. He was engaged in the preaching of the gospel. The twelve were with him, and also noticed some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Cusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. And now listen, these women were helping to support them out of their own means. Women, the Bible says, prophesy and pray and sing in the church. They teach and train younger women. As we read in other places like Titus 2, verse 3 through 5. Likewise, teach the older women to be reverent in the way they live not to be slanderers or addicted to much wine, but to teach what is good. They can train the younger women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled and pure, to be busy at home, to be kind, and to be subject to their husbands so that no one will malign the word of God. They teach Sunday school. They serve the poor women, sick women. They help women, candidates for baptism. They serve dying women. They prepare their bodies for burial. They feed the church. They assist in the delivery of children and so on. They witness to sinners even minister to professors to lead them to a more correct understanding of the way of salvation. And this is exactly what Priscilla and Aquila did in helping Professor Apollos in her house. So Phoebe was a servant of the church in Sancrea. She used her wealth in helping others in need in her church, as well as poor people in need in the church of Corinth. And so she was also rich in good works. Number three, the purpose of Paul's recommendation of Phoebe. Paul recommends Phoebe as our sister and servant of the church of Sancrea for the following two purposes. One, that you receive her. 
she was a gentile sister there should not be any discrimination in god's church we know there was discrimination in the apostolic church acts chapter 6 and verse 1 we are told the grecian jewish widows who spoke greek language because they were not hebraic jewish widows these poor widows were not given food this was serious discrimination this was sin they committed in the apostolic church and the apostles corrected this problem there was discrimination in the church in antioch we are told in galatians 2:11 through 14 when some ultra conservative jewish believers from jerusalem came to the mostly gentile church of antioch peter the apostle and barnabas stopped eating with the gentile believers this was serious discrimination saint paul rebuked saint peter publicly for this sin peter and barnabas sin against god and his church and in first corinthians 11:17 through 22 we read about this problem during the agape feast on the lord's day agape feast means love feast in the church of corinth the rich ate with the rich and the poor had nothing to eat they were neglected they had no food this was discrimination paul rebukes the church for their sin we must strive to maintain friends the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace because there is one body one spirit one hope one lord one faith one baptism one not two god and father of all we are all fellow citizens with the god's people and members of god's household the gentiles are heirs together with israel members together of one body and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus so we love one another weak vegetarians love the strong meat eating ones gentile saints love jewish saints we are to receive each other as Christ received us in order to bring praise to god romans 15:7 we are to welcome each other into our heart and our home and our table listen to what we read in luke 15:1 and 2 now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him jesus christ but the pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered this man welcomes sinners and eats with them thank god he did it the saints in rome was to receive phoebe the gentile believer their sister in the lord 
This phrase appears seven times in this chapter. Along with in Christ four times. That is they are to receive their sister for the Lord's sake for whom Christ died. She like them is united with Christ. She is a member of Christ, member of the body of Christ, a member of the family of God. Calvin, John Calvin says, embrace in love all the members of Christ and his church. Second, receive her worthy of the saints. Phoebe is a saint. She's a sister, she's a servant, but she is also a saint. The letter of Romans was written to the saints in Rome. The word saints appears eight times in this letter. Mary, the mother of Christ, is a saint. So are all of us. We were Once powerless sinners, ungodly enemies of God, we were under God's wrath, but God made us all saints by a divine miracle. So Paul exhorts the saints in Rome to give Phoebe a welcome worthy of the saints to give to another saint who traveled 800 miles to visit them to deliver the precious gospel contained in the letter. And the second purpose, that you help her, that you help her in whatever matter she has need of you. There is no limit. She is your sister, the family takes care of their own. Only here in Paul's writings, he asked the church to help a believer in a private matter. It may be she needed some assistance in in a legal matter. It may be she needed some help relating to her business interests. Whatever her needs, please take care of her, says St. Paul. I remember going to the city of Madras in South India. I needed a new passport because I discovered my passport had expired. The church in Madras took care of me. A relative of a believer in the church was the presidency magistrate who had the authority to issue me a passport right away without having to wait for weeks. In this church... We take care of God's saints in any need. So Paul says, stand by her side to help her. That's the Greek. We are not independent beings. Only God is independent. We are dependent on God and on each other. We need each other. We are members of one body. The eye needs the feet, and the feet need the eye. We need to help one another. And so, if one member suffers, everybody suffers. If one member rejoices, everybody rejoices. 
In Galatians 6, we read, carry each other's burdens. And in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Romans 12, 15 through 16, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn, live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. St. John says in 1 John 3, 16 and 17, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers. If anyone has material possessions and sees his brother in need but has no pity on him, How can the love of God be in him? 1 John 4, 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought love one another. 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 and 10. Now about brotherly love, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. St. Paul says, Parastete aute, stand by her and help her. We are to love one another and stand by each other and help when there is a need. We know who has a need when we fellowship with one another. Do you interact with one another when you come to worship God? Do you know the state of your brother and sister? Do you stand by to help? The disciples of Jesus did not stand by him. They all forsook him. They did not stand by. This was true also of St. Paul. And we read in 2 Timothy 4, Do your best to come to me quickly for Demas, because he loved this world, has deserted me and has gone to Thessalonica. Demas his fellow worker. And then he says this, at my first defense, no one came to my support, but everyone deserted me. May it not be held against them. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength so that through me, the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. And I was delivered from the lion's mouth. Saints may fail to help us. But the Lord will not, friends. He said, I will be with you always, even to the end of the ages. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Friends, he is with us. He is in us by his Holy Spirit. He'll be with us when we are thrown into the fiery furnace. In ourselves, we are a worm. 
In our souls we are called in Isaiah 41:14, little Israel. But Isaiah says, fear not. All who rage against you will surely be ashamed and disgraced. Those who oppose you will be as nothing and perish. Though you search for your enemies, you will not find them. Those who wage war against you will be as nothing at all. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Do not be afraid, O worm, Jacob, O little Israel, for I myself will help you, declares the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. See, I will make you into a threshing sledge, new and sharp, with many teeth. You will thresh the mountains and crush them and reduce the hills to chaff. The wind will pick them up and a gale will blow them away. But you will rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. When all forsook St. Paul, the Lord stood by his side and strengthened him to be his witness by martyrdom so the Lord will stand with us and bring us safely home and number four help her because Phoebe is a prostatus Paul gives another reason for helping Phoebe in Rome Paul anticipates all her needs She needs lodging, food, transportation, connections, guidance in this big city to get her problems solved and help with the governmental authorities. She is our sister. She is a servant of the church in St. Cray. And not only that, she is a prostatus. She has been a helper to many and also to myself. The word prostate comes from this word prostatus one who stands in front of us to help us many believers came to the port of St. Crea they did not know where to go or what to do Phoebe came to help many were given lodging in her big home she took care of their business interests because she had influence She also helped the apostle himself. So Paul asked the Roman saints to help this prostatus, to help this patron, benefactress, this helper of many. Let me tell you, friends, give and it will be given to you. And in Galatians 6, we read, do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. Man reaps what he sows. The one who sows to please his flesh from flesh will reap destruction. The one who sows to please the Holy Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. 
Let us not become therefore weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And we read St. Paul speaking in 1 Timothy 6, command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, not to put their hope in wealth which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. In this way, they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. Most Christians, I say, were poor people. Not many were wise, influential, or of noble birth, or rich, but some were, like Gaius, in Romans 16:23, Onesiphorus, 2 Timothy 1, 16 through 18, Stephanus, 1 Corinthians 16, 15, Philemon, Philemon 2, 7 and 22, Priscilla and Aquila, Romans 16, 3 through 5, and Phoebe. Jesus said, Blessed are the poor. But I say, Blessed also are the rich who use their wealth in the interest of the kingdom of God. Because without money, we cannot live. We have to have money. And thank God for the rich people. And so I don't envy rich people. And we need rich people. Blessed was Phoebe, our sister, a servant and a patron who served God and his church all her life. So I say, blessed are you who serve because Jesus saved you. Let me ask four questions. Are you a single Christian woman? Serve the Lord in total devotion as Phoebe did, as well as the four unmarried daughters of Philip did. The Bible says they prophesied. Number two, when you travel to a destination, correspond with a true church in that locality. The church will help you in many ways. Carry a letter of recommendation from your pastor with you. Number three, receive true people of God without discrimination. It is a sin to discriminate. Number four, know that we all are saved to serve Christ and his church. Give and it shall be given to you. Sow to the Holy Spirit you shall reap eternal life. Serve, you shall be served. Show hospitality 
that you may in due time receive the same. Heavenly Father, we pray that you help us to believe what we heard and help us to love you and love your church and serve you and serve your church. Lord, help us not to run away after service. Help us to know what is happening with each other so that we can intelligently help one another. And above all, I pray that those who are outside of Christ, may they become Christians as Phoebe, the Gentile idol worshiper, became a Christian through the gospel preaching of St. Paul. Save many people. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.